Warning, warning, warning! In the forecast for 1981, we would like to alert you that there is a 50% chance of dragons and a 100% chance of slaying it. We hope you enjoy this movie, but see it the fuck before you hear this podcast. All discussion and discourse heard on Flicksets Raid is designed for entertainment value only. Any remarks said are said with no malintent are meant to be humorous. This is the Flix X Raid podcast, starting in 5, 4, I'm your host, Tony. I'm your host, Jeff. Tonight we have with us our resident sound guy, Brian. Oh my god, I can't believe you convinced me to do this, Tony. I I, I can't believe it. But you know what? Why the fuck not? Let's and do this. lovely Sunny. Hi, I'm Sunny Muffin, and uh, I'm really sorry to say that Grandpa couldn't be here. Of the 57 strokes, this turned out to be the one, so he might be down for a week or two. We phoned our necromancer, and hopefully he'll be back. But uh, I brought another friend with me today, so I'm really excited about this movie. Let's, uh, let's get her going. Alright, so this week's movie, we did Dragon Slayer! <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, do you want to give us a, a quick synopsis here? Sure. A dragger? Wow. A dragger? <laughs> Apparently I can't speak UK, tonight. A dragger is terrorizing the land of Ungland. <laughs> A dragon is terrorizing the land of Erland. Representatives of the kingdoms urgently seek the assistance of the wizard Erlric to defeat the dragon. The king of Erland has been delivering virgins to appease the dragon for a long time. But when Ulrich is killed, the task to confront the dragon falls to the wizard's apprentice, Galen. Isn't Ulrich the name of like one of the professors at, in the Harry Potter school in the thingamajigger? No, Ulrich? No, it's not. But oh, No, it's Underich. Umbridge. Umbridge. Okay, whatever. I'm not a Harry Potter person. I just want to give this a try. Okay. All right. Sure. A dragon is terrorizing the land of Erland. Representatives of the kingdom urgently seek the assistance of a wizard, Ulrich, to defeat the dragon. The king of Erland has been delivering virgins to appease the dragon. Okay. Um. It, it's a tiny... <laughs> a tiny slough. Okay, 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 okay. I gotta, I gotta do another fucking take. I gotta do another fucking take. I gotta do. <laughs> you have to admit, Jeff, that's good. Oh my god! I love you guys. I love you guys. Okay, we, we gotta do another take. Okay. No, 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 everyone, no. Everyone, take a breath. Oh Jesus! Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh my god! So I've invited my sister Minnie Muffin, and she would like to do the intro for Dragon Slayer. Ready? Yes, yes, I'm ready. The dragon is terrorizing the land of Erland. Representatives from the kingdom urgently seek the assistance of the wizard Ulrich to defeat the dragon. The king of Owen has been delivering virgins to appease the dragon, but when King Ulrich is killed, the task to confront the dragon falls to the wizard's apprentice, Galen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I think that's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Fuck, okay. Well, today oh, I you, learned. Muffin. Today oh, I learned can. my fist fist uh, fits in my mouth because I was just, <laughs> I'm just I was biting my fist there. I'm like, Holy I can't do shit. this. Oh shit! Okay, so Sunny, um, in your own words, not looking at the goddamn page, what would be a two sentence synopsis for this film for you? Crocomite! There's a fucking dragon! I know that they're irritable, but I'm gonna go in there and stick my dick in its mouth! Okay. (laughs) Brian, what is is, uh, your two-sentence synopsis, then? I'm gonna let Peter McNichol describe it for me. From uh, being the ultimate disaster movie, a much better Peter McNichols flick than this. <laughs> yep. Hey now. hey now, are you kidding me? Like he was just abysmal in this. What? I thought. Okay, okay. You thought what? I have no fucking clue who Peter McNichols is. He so... was the lead. He was Galen. Oh. I take it all back. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was Terry fucking Fox, man. I mean, like, really, I mean, it was really kind of cruel of the old wizard to, you know, make a one-legged man run all the way fucking across... What the fuck is this place? Erland. But, I mean, like, ah. Anyway, spoiler alert. It's basically uh, an old man piggybacking on Terry Fox. That is the summary of the movie. (laughs) <laughs> you know what actually he pulled a Gandalf didn't he I'm gonna be gone the entire movie make him do all the fucking work and then ta-da I'm all powerful <laughs> Crocky alright <laughs> Jeff you're uh you're oddly quiet for once on this uh, I just don't know where to go with this at the moment well apparently neither did the director yeah <laughs> <No>. okay so <laughs> let, let's let's start with uh, Peter McNichol then so one of the fun facts, or fucked up facts, as uh, we have on the back of our sheets here that I do the research for, um, <laughs> Peter McNichol is uh, embarrassed by this film and doesn't even put it on his CV. Now, what would you say about that and his performance in this film? It's a cult classic. He really shouldn't be embarrassed about this film. I, there's nothing really... Yeah, his act it wasn't the greatest in this film, Okay. Whatever, but, but it wasn't about his acting. Though, the was movie it? itself is cult classic. Like, there's nothing to be kind of ashamed about this movie. I think that's kind of just weird, and I don't understand why he would be embarrassed by it. It was his first movie. Deep. Yeah, it was his uh, it was film his first debut movie. But like, he had things before that and such. But like, I don't understand his trepidation with the movie. Okay, but what I'm asking is, like, you're saying he shouldn't be embarrassed by this, but. Do you think his acting was good? It wasn't particularly good, but it wasn't spectacularly terrible. Okay. I think it was kind of... 
in Hollywood, I would say it's around the 50 percentile mark. 50 percentile. Brian? I, I don't know. I thought uh, the writing wasn't doing him any favors. Okay. No. Like, that's the thing is, I, I'm sure he, I don't know, as I said, I only know him from Bean. So, when, when it's a downstep from that movie, you know, <laughs> you're not expecting a lot. He did a decent job of selling the writing compared. I mean, the only other actor I knew of in this movie was Ian McDermott. And he just fucking rocked that role. <laughs> His, like, seven lines. <laughs> and then he became... Come on, you had the perfect description for this when you texted me. Uh, Completely useless? No. Ian McDermott. Yeah. That wasn't the chick, was it? No, that was uh, the priest. Who's also Senator him... Palpatine. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I thought the knight was <laughs> Senator Palpatine. No, you called him a hard-boiled, uh, palp- uh, hard-boiled emperor. Oh, no, I didn't know he was a hard-boiled emperor. I thought he was, like, fucking retarded. I mean, like, it, there were several dragon slayings here, and I was thinking, like, it was one of them was spirituality. Um, <laughs> Poor Ian McDermott. He never gets a break. He always gets killed by the elements. <laughs> Fire. Fire. Lightning. Lightning. Water, wind? I don't know. Maybe he gets drowned at some point. <laughs> we should look that up, see if he's got a drowning somewhere in his repertoire. But think about this. He tried to be a good guy once in the 80s, and a dragon fucked him up, so then he became an Did evil Did he emperor. try to be a good guy? Then he became an evil... That is not a dragon we face, but Satan. Yeah. Yeah, but he was a professional professional fucking priest. Even in Star Wars, that's what he was. Yeah. I guess He, it kind he of was ha- a religious leader. Sorry, what, Jeff? I was going to say, I guess it kind of happens with more than <gasps> one type of person in this movie. Yes, Sonny. And exhale. Oh my god! <laughs> it is Emperor Palpatine! <laughs> wow, that was yes. awesome. I didn't see it in his fucking face! <laughs> Crocky, I was so focused on the bloody dragon, mate! <laughs> well, who wouldn't have been? I mean, I was like, Tony and I watched this together, okay? And we were well, both at least fucking... the first two thirds. The first two thirds, yes. We we ended it right when uh, when the little, what do, what do you call them, draglets? <laughs> yeah, we're chewing on the foot. Yeah, yeah so you're princess died scene yeah yeah which was kind of you know well, under Krogan, mate, you know you gotta feed your ver- dragons virgins mate the other the virgemite it you gotta feed them virgemite i mean any <laughs> other mate is just too gamey for a fucking dragon mate you gotta feed them <laughs> fucking virgemite mate yeah but the funnier part of this is like there's two player people that went from really good roles to kind of an evil role okay peter gale or peter picknickle went from this to the evil character in Ghostbusters too, I've I've seen that so long ago that I don't even remember that. That's the I was watching this movie and I'm just going, where do I know him from? Where do I know him from? Where do I know him from? And then it kind of kicked, it hit me. It's like it's Ghostbusters too. He's the curator from like one of the major side characters from that movie. So it's true that this man has no dick. What? What? <laughs> Touche. Ghostbusters one reference. Oh yes. It, yes. Ghostbusters two was such a terrible fucking. Movie. Oh, the evil curator. Oh, different movie. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. No, he was not the old woman at the beginning who gets scared <laughs> down in the fucking catacombs of the library or whatever. Yeah. No, it wasn't Slimer at the beginning. No, it wasn't. It, it was, was. It was the old librarian ghost with a pink ghost. Oh right, right, right. Slimer came. I. You said library, and I thought Slimer. Because that's where he shows up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay. You know what? Let's let's just jump to this point because it's. I'm curious about you guys. Like, what did you think was the funniest moment in this movie? Oh, the funniest. Yeah. Oh God. Definitely the beginning where they had that fucking hydraulic tra- tail dragging all the way across that thing. 
The special effects were just so terrible for the dragon. It's like they what? couldn't really decide. What? A what? Are you talking about just at the beginning what? or throughout? Uh, I would just really say the consistency between the beginning and. Uh, are are you? Oh, fuck you! Fuck you! Oh, they were terrible. I, I can man. see where he's come out. There were a couple of shots that were rough, like really rough. Yeah, okay, that took okay. Away from it. There was a couple but, that were rough, but this this one was groundbreaking. This, really? This is by like ninety percent of people, like tons and tons and tons of famous people and lists, the best dragon ever made on screen. George R.R. Really? Martin is George the R. one who yeah. says that. Like, he, you can read And I care facts. to disagree with George R.R. Martin. This movie also has ridiculously high reviews from critics at the time. Forget about even today. Like, Roger Ebert praised this movie. Yeah, which I, I thought bizarre. And I, I remember while we were watching it, you pulled up that fact, and I was like, fuck that. Like, what the fuck are we watching? And then Ian McDermott get fried. And, and you and me both Tony go... Intent- Jesus Christ, Christ! That what was the awesome. Fuck? That was awesome. That's ex- <laughs> we actually in tandem, and, and we just started laughing afterwards. I wish I had it on recording. We said ex- <laughs> because everything was tame, and then all of a sudden the dragon just blows that flare, and you see that like half skeleton shit on the screen, hmm. and then you see him like turn running around in flames. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so you you think that the special effects, especially that tail, were laughable? I thought they were laughable, but of course I'm coming at it as a, just an end user, and uh, as, as someone who's also in love with like CGI and video game kind of stuff. No, I'm more so in love with the practical effects from uh, the later '80s. So yeah, especially, I mean, you got, I, I like was, what? Like the thing. God damn it! Everyone references the thing. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I mean, have this a was a time thing. where they were still using a lot of stop motion animation for special effects. Um, I feel that they really could have benefited from using stop motion for the dragon it was, seal. It was within a year or two of Return of the uh, Empire Strikes Back, yeah. I believe. So, and if you remember a lot of the shots in that film, if you go back to watch the originals... Oh, no, New Hope was 78. New Hope was 77, I thought. Anyway. Anyways, Anyways it matters so not. Everything was done with stop motion animation at the time, right? And, uh, you know, Star Wars was really impressive because they did a lot of shots to make it seem smooth. This was an actual fucking mechanical dragon, which... I don't think we saw effects like that again until Jurassic Park in 93 when they built the full-size T-Rex. Yeah. Before the I... one that uh, shuddered in the rain. <laughs> the one that started having seizures, and there's a video <laughs> out there of them towel-drying the T-Rex. They, they put sensors on its back so it would balance itself, but when the rain hit it, it threw off the sensors. So they got video clips of people slapping it with towels, and it going like... <laughs> <laughs> and they had to do this every six minutes during that shot by the fence. Fucking temperamental actors. <laughs> the droids today could do better. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's so Most much likely, yeah. Okay, but, but the coolest part about this is uh, the dragon was like a 40-foot puppet. Yeah, like it was an amazing freaking dragon. I love the stop-motion sequences at the end. I thought the dragon at the beginning was like, oh my god, that's so horrible. All right. Uh, by the way, funniest part for me would have to be the uh, scene where he dives into the water and you get a full shot of his balls. Yep. Yeah, so we the found only out. movie in Disney history to have full frontal male nudity. Yeah. Yep. And Actually, that, that's one thing that shocked me watching this was the fact that it's a Disney movie and there's boobs, j- junk, and fucking burning corpses. <laughs> it's not a Disney movie. And it's, that we they don't even hide the gore with the draglets. No, they don't. It literally rips her foot off. It yeah. kind of looked like the dinosaur, the baby Although dinosaur from Dinosaurs. Really, that is a laughable practical effect for me. Watching that one scene where she was dying and being ripped apart by the dragonlets. 
I was laughing because it looked like the kind of fake foot that you could buy at a dollar store for yeah. Halloween. It but probably we're also was. coming at this from a 2016 perspective. Well, that whole scene wasn't even necessary. They just mentioned once, the dragon has, like, kids. And it goes in there. Oh, you know there what? they are. They didn't dang, even dang. her body like that. It would have been even better if it was just, like, an arm being dragged away with, like, a ring or something. Like, it could have been yeah. done in such a better way. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't want to actually make any practical effects for little dragons or dra- draglins running. <laughs> I don't know what you call them. Dragonites. 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 There we uh, go. That's a Pokemon. I know. That's an amazing Pokemon. Dragonlings? Younglings? Fine. Dragonairs. We can call Stop them it. broodlings. Routine. <laughs> Dragon nuggets. Drag nuggets. Dragonlings. They're, they're, they're actually called Dragonlings. <laughs> yeah, they're called Dragonlings. Okay. Yeah. I you know, because uh, in the. Monster manual for uh, Dungeons and Dragons, that's what they're called. <laughs> to be a nerd. Yep. I even pushed my glasses up. Crocky might. Uh, no. Uh. But who thought this movie could really have done with like some actual exposition in it, though? 100%. Not everybody. Oh, my it's... God. The first 45 minutes of this movie, the only way you get through it... Like, I had to watch it two or three times, and the third time I went... Fuck it. I'm just going to accept everything they say is absolute gospel. And then I was like, okay, it makes sense. Like, but you have to buy into it a hook, line, and sinker in order to make any sense of this movie for no. the first 45 minutes. I feel like they, uh, they essentially drop you in the middle of a world and expect you to understand everything that's going on. Yeah, that's exactly what it kind of feels like. But you have to buy every piece of thing they say in order to make sense of this world. Right, so now we know the weakness of dragons is a lack of suspension of disbelief. Pretty much. Exactly. That's that's bang on right there. We yeah. all face so the that, beast of flesh and blood. To me, that's what was one of the big flaws with this movie, is they just threw you into this world, had no exposition to what was actually going on, and then expected you to understand everything that's going on and make sense of the movie. I kind of went, oh... Okay, and then at the end when they bring back the wizard, I'm like, is this what wizards can do in this world? Okay. Well, you don't know what wizards can do in this world. I know. And even he didn't know what wizards could do in this world. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of like, okay, I have to completely hook, light, and sink this, but... Right, mate. You gotta remember Dragon Ecology 101. At the beginning of the movie, Valerian, she says that they brought them to a necromancer, the dragon's natural predator. Now, necromancers, they can reappear and reconstitute out of just the tiniest piece of their phylactery. Okay. I guess it's true. He was not, he wasn't just a sorcerer. They call him a necromancer. Yeah. So now, he attaches his soul to the fucking scrolls, mate. And then he throws himself into the lake of fire, and then it's necromancer on fucking mongoose. I guess they could say that his, his soul was attached to the, the amulet. Yeah. So when they destroyed the amulet, they destroyed his soul, causing a big freaking explosion. Well, that was a part of it, too. Like, because I even remember saying this to Brian about uh, when Galen takes the necklace and he gives him a strict instruction to put it in the iron box right before he gets stabbed. And Galen just puts it on the table. He doesn't put it in the iron box. I watched that again because I thought he had. He didn't. No, he didn't. He no, puts it I, on the table. I watched it, I watched it twice because he says... Go put it back in the conjuring room and get the thing from the iron box. He actually never says, go put the amulet in the iron box. I thought he said put the thing I in the iron box. I thought he did too. And that's when he set it down. I was like, I thought he said to put it in the iron box. And then I rewatched the scene to make sure of that. 
he never actually physically says, go put the iron in the iron box. He well, says, then I'm fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. We watched that scene, and I sort of said that, and they specifically did that one camera shot of, oh my god, he fucked up. I know, that's what I thought. But then I specifically rewatched it to check that. No. No, it was not the way it happened. I was like, oh. Okay, I Sunny, sworn. I, I need to know, Sonny, are you really into this movie? Oh, I love the mic. Because I'll tell you why. Is <laughs> We've got an Australian here, and uh, right, you can call me Steve Muffin. All right, Steve, Steve Muffin was here, and uh, <laughs> Caitlin Clark, who who is the um, Valerian. Valerian, the what? Valerian. Valerian, that's your character. Is that okay? Whatever. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I mean, first of all, she died at age fifty-two, like a couple of years ago, but she's known to be an actress in Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> What? <laughs> she was she was in Crocodile Dundee. Oh, oh my Christ! Now she is a Stevie. Craigie man. Now she is a Stevie Muffins natural prey. Giggity giggity. <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay, oh, Brian, you yes. uh you put forward the question and about the I, comedy, I think yeah. about the comedy. I think only me and Sonny answered it. Yes, I was hoping I to get want to get opinion. Jeff's opinion because oh, I yeah. have an interesting one that might have just that was so vague and slim at the end. I just want to see. Yeah. So, okay. I liked the very very end scene where I was like, "Huh. We could really use a horse." The horse pops up like Oh, I turned away for ten seconds, and I didn't see him say that line with the horse show up. So I'm just, I, I just, I'm working on something. I hear this music. I look up, and he's like, <laughs> credits. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? So I had to rewind it. I'm like, oh, oh, Kay. they tried to make a funny. But I think what they're doing is showing that he actually is a sorcerer at that point. I think. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I was. Yeah, asking. but his laugh was horrible. I know it was terrible. <laughs> now maybe that laugh is why he got it off of CV. Mm. <laughs> I would imagine. Oh uh, man, no, it was pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, that that was my question. Is so then at the end, is he actually a sorcerer? I think they left it an open-ended thing where they for a sequel. The old I sorcerer's out. Say, hill, hill this like, movie <laughs> is one of those movies from the '80s that I would love to see a sequel for. Actually, that'd be really cool. They could do a sequel now with him, Peter McNeil. as the new like old man. God damn it! Don't pull a Star Wars or what? Indiana Jones or. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, no, no, he could actually reprise his role as a character with a new apprentice. Yeah, I think that would be an actually a good thing to do. Like, this movie could really do a, use a, like, a, a sequel or a remake or something like that. But Dragons have been out on the popular scene for a while. What was that one we were talking about the other day? Um, Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire. But, like, they, Great the, movie. But you know what? It just... Matthew McConaughey playing an American asshole. Yep. Yes. But I like that movie. When's the last movie? time an actual dragon movie came out in... That's why. <laughs> Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire. Um, I think good. Hobbit. I would, I would classify Hobbit with Smaug. Yeah, and but that it, wasn't really. That's more of an adventure movie with a dragon. And they fucked that up. I'm don't, not going to get me into that. I'm not going to get into a tangent that. on it. But one. We, we can agree. We can agree. That was a perfect example of how dragon movies haven't yeah. been made well. But the funnier part of this is Vermithat is pejorative. It's not a dragon. He's a wavering. It's a wavering. He does not have front legs. Therefore, a wyvern. Fuck, can you be any more pedantic? It's got yes. wings. It's a lizard. I agree. Shallow and pedantic. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. So, before we move on from, uh, you know, this this topic of the comedy ones, Brian, you what put it your... forward. 
Yes. What was the one that you had? I found it hilarious that the king just walks out at the end, puts a dagger in the heart, and be like, he slayed the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's already fucking standing there. It's like, and he's like, all right, and just kind of fucks off. And, and it wasn't even a heart. It was like the middle of like the freaking neck. It was like... Well, it was some kind of piece of flesh. It kind of looked hardish. Yeah, that was really fucking funny. It was really glanced over really quick. I, when I went back, I'm like, oh. He's the <laughs> dragon slayer. That was uh, fantastic. Hey, man, uh, he's the king. When he takes credit for the work, fucking do it. But you know what? They never mentioned the fact that he sent his daughter to slaughter and <laughs> no mourning for said daughter. Okay. I really love the fact that somehow she managed to replace every single name in that pot with her own. Yeah, that takes I have a no lot idea how she did that. The, the sorcerer did it. You know how she did it? She made it rain. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's the currency of their land. The virgin daughter cards. <laughs> well, I mean, like, really, if you think about <laughs> it. To be honest, she actually wasn't a virgin when she got up there, but, you know, she got her name in the pot anyway. Uh, maybe. I'm making a joke, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> But actually, in the like the actual when I was re- researching this myself, they had some actual like comics and some novellas and such that they actually did on this movie, and they go into more of the lottery and actually things. It's like it's not only virgins that were put into this. It was there was maids, there was old women, there was a lot of other people that were actually put into the lotteries into in this movie. It wasn't just the virgin birth. What, what do you mean by novellas and stuff? Like, were these made by, written by the same person, or yeah, like there was actually like they're they're classified into the same like parts of this movie into the parts of this lore. Like, there is actually a lot more backstory into this movie than the, huh. what actually is showing on the, on the movie. Okay, so. There's actually some. So more the princess in- didn't need to be a virgin in the pot. No, she didn't. Technically, see, you didn't wreck it. Crocky, mate. I've been doing this all wrong my whole life. <laughs> I think I need to go and reconsider. I hear stingrays. They're majestic oh. creatures. Oh, Steve, oh, Steve Muffin. Steve Muffin, no. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. But, like, there's so much to go for this movie. But, like, as I said, the the intro left something to be desired i am very very serious here i'm looking at this promo poster that we have in the studio here mm-hmm. and it's talons Kentier. it's breath barnes it is terror and only sorcery can kill it fucking strap some c4 to his chest bitch i mean like i'm pretty sure that's just what happened he's like oh ho, ho, i'm a necromancer i'm gonna conjure up some fucking c4 and skip this joint you, you got a point there though i mean wait wait, wait. let's be honest the sorcery had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it was an explosion. No, it wasn't the spear. It was uh, the sorcerer blowing himself up. The sorcerer That's took true, out that, that dragon, nine eleven style. That's true. That's too soon. <laughs> Fucking. That's fifteen years, and it's still too soon. Almost fifteen years. Oh my god. <laughs> he, he he went yeah. <laughs> suicide bomber on that dragon. Oh my god! No, don't <laughs> go there. Oh god, Cody. <laughs> I <laughs> have such a thick skin for humor, and I am not even going to go there. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jeff. You I did a say, hat gesture to me here. Jaws effect. Okay. So this movie does something really fantastic. And, you know, it's kind of funny because, like we've mentioned, the, the first part is the hardest part to get through. Yes. Um, by far. And it's just, like, it's really rough. It's really dry. It's really slow. Even though there's a, a side boob. You know, it's the kind of shit that kids in the 80s 
would jack off to and, <laughs> and pause the film at. But there's one thing about this film that's really cool. They pull the Jaws effect where they kind of only show hints of the dragon right up until pretty much the very end. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, it's always little tiny pieces. It's so you never see his snippet. head or his full body or anything like that. Uh, they do show a head. but They like, show the back of a head. Yes. They show a silhouette of a head. They, don't, they, show, they, they sh- don't show his face. They only show a claw, his tail, and fire, and the silhouette of his head as he arises out of the ground. And I think they did show, like, an eye cut at one point. Uh, no, the eye didn't come till later. I, know, I, I made note of that. Yeah. But it's essentially they did the Jaws effect, where they showed as little of the dragon as possible up until the final climatic part. And, and well, until the battle in the dragon's lair. Climatic park. Part. Part yeah. one. Yeah, part well, one. I mean, that's really just good cinematography, though. I mean, yeah. like, but you also got to notice, like, the composition was so off for so many of these shots, too. Okay, like, what do you mean? Well, I mean, like, so few of the shots are actually, like, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, you notice all these things, like, even with the, in the beginning with that really, I don't think they were difficult. I think it was uh, more of an attempt at show, don't tell. But that's another story. Uh, you look at uh, a lot of these shots and, like, everything's a little off-center, and it's like they can't really decide whether the camera is focusing on the jam or on the on uh, Terry Fox and uh, the jam, just, the gem, gem, gem. Okay, the phylactery. I thought you said jam. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? All right. By the way, folks, this is filmed in Alberta, where we all have that horrible accent. But anyway, that's not our accent. We, <laughs> Someone's uh, been in China for too long. Fuck, calling us all yanks. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I can hear it. Anyway, uh... <laughs> you mean uh, how we don't say our Gs? Yep. Uh, what are you any- talking about? So, okay, t- Sonny, okay. since you spent time in China, didn't you feel that the dragon looked a bit too much like Godzilla? No, fucking Godzilla put on so much weight, man. Like like Godzilla 2000, like when they tried to go all fucking... I thought Godzilla That's not real Godzilla. China, or I thought, China, or thought it was Japanese. I don't know. I, I really I, didn't I like Leonard the Chinese Hofstra. would fear it just as much as the Japanese. You know what? Godzilla is American consumerism now. Just straight up. Look at him. He spent far too much time hanging out with those hamburger-munching yanks. And now he's like, I'm going to roll over Tokyo. This dragon is nothing like that. This dragon, you know, he's a 40-foot cock sticking out of the fucking hole. I mean, uh, <laughs> what are we even comparing? It's apples and oranges, mate. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is just fucking terrible. I can just hear Jack groaning, <laughs> just the uh, breathing, the uh, shuddering. Like, God damn it! What am I doing here? Oh man. Okay, but the uh, other part know. about the Jaws effect that I want to point out is the use of music. Yes, the music in this thing it helped exemplify like the little tiny nuance that I thought. I thought it, it brought in like. The development of what's the word I'm looking for? Like the crescendos actually accentuated the tension and the the cinematic or like. I'm gonna challenge that a bit because it wasn't consistent. It wasn't like the sound sometimes was fantastic. Other times it was just like, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? I think like you're doing an after school TV special. Hi, yeah. hi. Yes. No, like that. Like it was an after school fucking TV special. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought we were having a conversation. <laughs> oh my god, Brian, you're doing drugs. Stop yeah. shooting up m- marijuana. <laughs> but I can't. Oh my god, can you record me from over here? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I thought it, it helped it sim- or simplify like the tension of the building of of 
like the suspense. That's the word I'm looking it, for. It blended well. I'll yeah. give you that. It blended well, but um, and as uh, Tony will probably bring up first, but I'm not going to allow him to because he hasn't ever seen this fucking movie. Some of it was uh, rehashed from uh, Leftovers from 2001 A Space Odyssey. I can understand that. I wasn't that. going to. I put that fun, fucked up fact in there for you. Oh. Yeah, because well, cause Mr. Tony has not seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. We go through this all the time. Movie. Every podcast, we go through it. 2001. 2001. Anytime anyway. you can bring it up, you bring it up. Yeah. So, I mean, which is an interesting one because that yeah, soundtrack is very... Uh, actually, most of the soundtrack of that film, not deviating too far off track here, is uh, traditional, I don't know how you, like, Mozart-era music. Like, Yeah, it's, it's a lot of uh, renaissance, like, no, Baroque, that's the word. Sure. Why not? Baroque I'm not a musician here. But it's that era of music. It's, it's very traditional known songs. So... Perhaps yeah. they had the idea about creative works, and they wrote some creative tracks, and that's how they rehashed it into this one. Yeah. But it showed at certain parts. There were parts where, as I said, it was very, very weak. But there were parts where it had a really strong soundtrack. I'd probably look this one up just to play it It actually through. brought in a lot of things, but I think they could have used it a little more effectively in the points. I think they used <laughs> There's it There's a lot effect- of things they could have used a lot more effectively in this movie. Like the king's asshole. I mean, uh, his knight. <laughs> Yes, the man who served no purpose but to be a giant Jeff. (laughs) 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 Fuck you. Fuck you. It's a play on words. I know, I know. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even look at you. Don't look at me! (laughs) But the funnier thing I thought about this movie is the amount of tropes they bring into this movie... Then they do something that's completely opposite, and they go with the unreluctant hero. Ah! Every podcast you bring this word up, and every time I forget what it means. Uh, Stop using tropes, because all I know is TV tropes. I think it's on, like, Peachtree TV. <laughs> yeah, which is actually funny that they call it that. But tropes are, like, pretty much stereotypical characters and plots. Yeah, okay, okay. The, oh my god. The stereotypes. Let's just yeah. call them stereotypes. Okay, I, I, I like stereotypes. stereotypes. Like yeah. when you have a black man. <laughs> The Which one, this movie did not. Yeah, like, the one that I found really funny is, like, the cross-dressing female to avoid the lottery. The lottery itself is a freaking trope. The dragon terrorizing a town. Seeking a wizard. The wizard who mysteriously dies and the, and the apprentice has to take over. These are all things that have been hashed over and over and over and over and over again. They're, they're so predictable now that I just went, this had to be the development of a lot, like, the origination of a lot of those tropes that we see nowadays. I thought it was kind of a very interesting thing to see where a lot of this might have come from because there's so much in this that I thought this had to be an origin point for some of these. Well, you kind of written yourself into a corner at the title, Dragon Slayer. It's like, (laughs) Dragon, this summer, Dragon Slayer. She, alright, she is Kira Knightley. He's Johnny Do-Good. They hate each Kira other. Knightley? <laughs> Why the hell not? <laughs> they hate each other, but they're forced to live together. This summer, Dragon Slayer. Let the dragonlings be born. There were yeah, a lot Jesus. of eyebrow movements that you will not be able to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Insinuating, uh, I think, sexual relationships between Johnny Good, I mean, Do like, Good and Kira Knightley? Yep. But, I mean, like, uh, you've really written yourself into a corner at Dragon Slayer. I mean, like, what else can you really do with a dragon? I mean, like, it's yeah, not like, going to be a fucking single mom. I think that there could have been, like... Oh, shit, this dragon was a single mom. 
the dragon of thrice, <laughs> the dragon of thrice that bites or something like that. Vermithrax pejorative, I think is how it kind of roughly translates. There's what? something you realize what a pejorative is. The of thrice, which makes things worse. Is what no, no, no. I, like I, I get like his. No, yeah, yeah. The name yeah. is uh, makes Latin. things worse. But I'm just yeah. saying, it's like um, I agree with Sunny. You kind of the second you put out a movie like this, it's pretty much a D and D campaign, and it's. When you do it like this, it's so fucking tropey, stereotypical. You've written yourself into a corner. You can't be have really any creative liberty with it. One yeah. thing I really do want to note, though, and I think this is more just an experience for me, but uh, this really depends on where you are in life right now, too, like how you interpret this movie. Because the way I really saw it, uh, Terry Fox was very much the bad guy. I mean, like, yeah, he caused entire villages to be slaughtered. Because he was like, yeah, I can make this rock fall down. And it's like, no, we had a good deal going. We only sat, lose like one dude, one, one she dude a year. Two. two. <laughs> Still. At the, at the equinoxes. At or the equinoxes. But I mean, like, uh, it's really like, it depends on where you are at life. Like, if the movie is about compromise, Terry Fox is like the worst. Yeah, if that's I can a, describe that's a good him point. a love, shit disturber. I love when the king comes out and he's like, you know... One or two people is better than hundreds. Like, sacrifice the few for the many. Yep. Yeah, but that brings into an ethical question. Oh, does it? Yeah, you start getting Well, I mean, it kind of brings into an ethical trope, really. Yeah, <laughs> it really does, actually. It's an ethical, cool. philosophical Do you save your girlfriend or dilemma. do you save these ten doctors? Yeah. yeah, but see, out of a village of, like, 700 people, you're bound to have at least three or four James that you can throw into the pit every year. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> did you notice that dragons don't eat fucking cows? I mean, like, the, all the girls had to be beautiful. The oh, dragon won't okay, no, okay, 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 okay. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, why didn't they sacrifice the cows? Just, like, leave because two head of herd. Because whales. There were no cows in whales. Leave five sheep. sheep. Oh, no, wait, they used the sheep for sex. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but did uh, you notice? More like, so than the girls. <laughs> there were, there were more, more virgins than virgin sheep. Okay. <laughs> So let's talk about Vermithrax. She's just a lonely girl. And we have broken Tony. <laughs> I spit my coffee everywhere. God fucking damn it. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think, what, what do you think, Darth Vader? The Emperor does not share your optimistic appraisal of the situation. <laughs> Which is why he got burnt. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. Thank you, Vader. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Your words of wisdom. But, like, the funnier part of this is, like, I found that there's the... All the tropes that we could go through, like, hundreds, I would think. Okay. Then there's the one. The unreluctant hero, where he just goes, Yeah, I'm the best person now. Let me go take the, take the dragon. Like, where did this come from? Isn't that the best kind of person you want to have on a quest, though? Yeah. Can I be totally honest, though? No. I don't think it was him. I think that, like, I do think part of it was the phylactery or, like, the, the animals. No, no, no. Like, the, the actual, gem. like, when he when his ball dropped, like, literally, I think it is a symbol for pu- puberty. His ball dropped when he was wearing the amulet. And then I don't think it was, like, his soul or something. I think it was actually the wizard using him kind of like a puppet. Because you notice it's, like, it's really two different characters when he has the amulet and when he doesn't. Maybe, yeah. That's the point. amulet's almost like the ring, because when he doesn't have it, he's like, I need to get the amulet! I need to get the amulet! Yeah. 
See, he played more of a Frodo when he should have played more of a Don Knotts. But I don't think that's really clear. Like, I don't. Explain. I haven't read the novellas. Well, like, okay, the whole thing was basically Frodo on an adventure, mm-hmm. where basically he was being used as a pawn to transport the gem. <laughs> if you think about it, really, yeah, that's true. To bring back the sorcerer, and the sorcerer's like. I don't feel like walking, so let the guy kill me and I'll be carried all the way there. He'll be right? fucking freeze-dried. <laughs> but, but he should have been more of a Don Knotts, just scared, because it was so silly. Yeah. Most of it was very silly, and then it got really fucking gory. I feel like Disney's like, all right, we get the first half, Paramount, you get the second. Yeah. And Paramount's right. like, okay, but we get to show some boobs. <laughs> In the Disney part. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they, 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 they say to Disney, they turn to Disney, they're like, we will accept this deal, but you have to show a man's penis... And a boob. Not two. Just one. You choose where and how. That's up to you. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> that shot was so fucking weird. No, Sorcerer, no! <laughs> no, don't come in! No, go away! <laughs> and so I was like, I'll strip down naked and swim with the jollies. Uh, Man! You're like, a girl! I thought you were a guy! That's why I got naked! Gross! Cooties! And then it takes until like, the rest of the movie and be like, I'll have to kiss you. Game of Thrones now. Where they did that. Also, you know what? That really pissed me off because what's her nuts? What was her name? Valerian. Valerian? Okay. Valerian. Why the hell weren't they going to sacrifice her? That would have made so much more sense. I think that was actually an attempt to avoid the trope because, I mean, like, if you look at the cinematography again, it was really focusing. It's like, she's going to die. She's going to die. die. She's but the, fucking the fact, all it proves is that she was there to drive his boner to the dragon. Yeah, that was actually a very interesting point, because normally they would have the love interest be put into danger, but she never fucking was. She didn't do anything! She just stood there! She, she was, made she a She was an as a dude than as a chick. I oh think... my god, what if she was a sorcerer? No. And then she'd show up at the end, what's going on? I think what they were trying to do with this movie is portray a conflict of love interest between the princess and Valerian. But he didn't show any interest in the I princess know. except for the fact that she I was think jealous that, of the princess. I think that's what they were trying like, to do. And the princess like showed up once. I know, but that's what I think they were trying to do and just epically failed with it. I you know, I bet you they were trying to tease into the fact that the princess would have been selected, the king pulled it out, and then selects her Valerian. to yeah. go, and then it was going to be something along the play of that, and then she would like kind of man up and go in to rescue her or something like that and sacrifice herself to the dragon. By the way... That's- I love that scene because it's so ridiculous that she's at the front of that crowd and she's the one, she should be doing it! Like she, and everyone's like, yeah, 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 what she said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that scene was not bad. Actually, I was... Uh, I kind of liked that scene, actually, where it was like, yeah, I can see where this comes from. And it, like, once again, a bit of a trope, but I it's the development. Let him go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But see, the best part about that was, like, she's like, I'm going to be tough. I'm going to make it through this. And you expect her to survive. And the next time you see her, it's just her dead corpse. Yeah. Well, that well, didn't go well. Nope. I like, he's like, I will not let you die. And she's just like, no, I'm okay. I'm but it helped, it helped Galen get the amulet back. <laughs> the tagline of this movie in the U.S. was, in the dark ages, dragons were real. And that's it. <laughs> you got to give them something they can understand. <laughs> well, that's kind of ambiguous. <laughs> In the Dark Ages, dragons existed. <laughs> I swear. Because so this is the U- the UK version. That's what it is. Yeah, I just, I'm not going to lie. I tried to find the highest resolution la- uh, portrait poster I could find. And yeah, that just so happened to be it. Yep. Because <sighs> a lot of their uh, posters are uh, landscape. Yeah. Or at least the ones I could find, a lot of them were landscape. Yeah. Except for the Disney one, which was kind of lame, and I like this one better. 
And mm-hmm. I also could only find low-res versions. Yeah. You know. Not surprising. I mean, this came out in a golden era of fantasy films. Yes, it did. Like, like, actually, you know what? And it actually, it still reviews really well. But, I mean, if you compare to, like, half the movies around here, this is why it gets me confused. Is it came around the same time as Beastmaster. Good movie. Yeah. Kind of, you know, taglines yeah, of the same way. There, next uh, year, there was another wizard-type movie. Um, what was I reading here? Uh, well, Excalibur came out around that time. The Sword and the Sorcerer came out. Um, when was Pathfinder? I thought it was an early. I don't, I don't know Pathfinder. I, I the name rings a bell, but uh, might be but a little later. It was all these similar uh, titled movies. Yeah, like they all have the same kind of flow to them. I think that's very true. <laughs> Pathfinder. Oh, 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 I know another movie that came out around the same time that's very similar. Hmm. Barbarian, Conan. Oh yeah, Conan. Yeah, 1982. And I think Never Ending Story was around here, too. Yeah. Uh, I think Never Ending Story was, I think, late 80s. 84, actually. So, yeah. about three years later. Not, it, it was, was a big close. time yeah. for fantasy films and for all these practical it's effects. the golden and, age of fantasy. And this one really did a good job of doing I that, but it. it really fell weak on the writing. Yeah, it did. But a weak, non-existent... Well, yeah. no, some, somebody know, shamefully you know got actually, a big fucking paycheck out of this. this Walt Disney and Paramount? This, uh, what's interesting to me is this movie plays as if a DM is just like sitting behind the screen going, yes, yes, you go there. Yes. Feel the hate inside <laughs> you. <laughs> it was, it was, it was what what all along. <laughs> what do you do next? Roll yeah. some dice. You fail. <laughs> oh my god, this was, they just live filmed the D&D event. I'm pretty sure they fucking did. <laughs> Welcome to most fantasy writing. Do we save the princess? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who gets taken? The love interest or the princess? Uh, Yeah, princess. Princess is going to the dragon. Will Peter McNichol show his balls? Natural. Sorry, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) There's only like two, like even two frames. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That would be a good enough reason for him not to list that on a CV. His most memorable moment is his flying testes. <laughs> I can see her hoo-ha! Her hoo-ha, good sir! <laughs> uh, I, 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 I do want to know if that was a body double of her. Face palm. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't care. If it was, I'm disappointed because they spent money on that. Yeah. <laughs> for that one shot of her being naked. Yeah, well, they specifically shot underwater in a very clear lake. That that scene had served no purpose, none whatsoever. It, oh, it, and by the way, it exposed all of a sudden, that. It exposed the he knew she, she was a female. Yeah, but here's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. But you could have shown that of him diving into the water. You didn't have to show his junk. No, and then him popping back up, going, "Oh my God, you're a girl!" Yeah, but scandalous. It's it. There's the scandal factor. Yeah, that's I what will give doing. you that fact as long as you evaluate the rest of this. Okay. She was undercover for a reason to travel with the men, right? Mm-hmm. Then, a little later on, let's try a dress on. Come out as a woman. Everyone's like, ah, oh, she's a girl. Okay. Yeah, like, no one gave a shit. And here yeah, we no are in 2016 like, arguing what bathroom she can use. Oh, God. Valerian, <laughs> you're a man. Get out of that dress. <laughs> I'm a woman. You must use that on hole behind that, the tree. On top of that. For a fucking poor chick, that was a nice goddamn dress in comparison to what every other, like, fucking villager was wearing. Yeah. She was dressed goddamn better than the fucking princess. I think princess. the villagers gave it to her, though. Why would the villagers give her I a dress? I was gonna because say, that's a bigger that plot hole. she was hole. traveling with the dragon slayer to slay the dragon. 
it wasn't really like I don't know. I lost track of where the hell they were. I felt like they went through seven or eight villages, but they probably did. No, no, no. That puddle in the middle that they kept riding through really determined it was the same town. <laughs> I'm badass. I'm gonna run through the ever filling puddle. <laughs> I, I am the king's asshole. I shall ride through this puddle back and forth six goddamn times. He only gave me two buckets to clean the horses. <sighs> this is easier. <laughs> There's sad all around that puddle. He just keeps riding the horses. Like you go into the goddamn fucking puddle like, in the middle of goddamn town. I expected that experience to be like the Back to the Future thing with Biff always showing up. Everyone's having a happy thing. Come in, I'm gonna cause trouble, and then someone of higher authority's like, no, no, that's not him. He rides in. <laughs> Fuck you. Rides away. Yeah. Like, what the hell happened there? Like he there was no nothing. point to that. He was a useless character. In fact, he didn't even. Let's, let's talk about right at the very beginning there, okay? He rides in, and he's like, I'm gonna slay the dragon. And the sorcerer's like, I'm gonna slay the dragon. He's like, no. Let's figure it out. Okay, bring me my knife. Stab me. <laughs> Doink. Okie okay, day, I get, the dra- I get to kill the dragon. Like, really? <laughs> I, I love when he's like, I've got, an, I've got a solution for this, and just kills an old man with an arrow. Yeah. yeah. Fuck this old dude in particular. <laughs> the senile death. I loved that. Bring me some water. <laughs> You're gonna die. Like ten seconds later. I want dead. some water. <laughs> that was fucking great. <laughs> See, in, even in death, he wants to screw over Peter McNichol. <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame him? That pack looks heavy. <laughs> now you're naked. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he's like, I'm bleeding out. I feel a bit parched. He's <laughs> a water asshole. Oh, Do man. my bidding. I'm dying. <laughs> you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. Uh, <laughs> now, if only he had pissed himself afterwards, that would have been the coup de grace. Yeah. <laughs> he just this little stream of water in. Fuck, man. Side of the head. Dude, but you we know got what? we this... got magic. We got dragons. We got. Why didn't he get a fucking haunting? I would have killed to have him haunt Peter McNichol this whole damn time. <laughs> what you mean, like Ghost Napa? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, what'd be even better is when he summoned the sorcerer. If the sorcerer came back with the dude, it was like, <laughs> "You let me die, <laughs> asshole! Where's my water?" <laughs> I'm a little part. Do you have any food? <laughs> I'm thirsty. <laughs> Bring me water. Yeah. Or you know what? Even if he came back and was like, see, I made you drink the water for a reason. He comes back as a ghost and like spits it to block the fire or something like that. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Just vanish. <laughs> Fuck. This uh. movie, I'm, I'm pretty sure if they made it much darker, it would have been more hilarious. Like when the old guy dies... So after he was complaining about carrying it, just make his corpse dancing along, carrying all the stuff behind Peter McNichol. That would have been great. I don't think he's a wizard at all. No. It'd be like Weekend weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) Weekend at Bernie's? Oh my god, this is the fantasy version of Weekend at Bernie's. He really is. No, no, it pretty much is. He's carrying around a dead man's body pretending to be the dude. Eh, I can see your point, yeah. <laughs> Wait, when when do Weekend at Bernie's come soul. out? <laughs> it's his this soul. is the fucking fantasy version of Weekend at Goddamn Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's came out eight years later. Eh. <laughs> or the guys who made Weekend at Bernie's. Oh my god, do you know what this movie gave me an idea for? Hear me out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. What right. if it's Dragon but Slayer 2? I, I think we've come to the kind of a point where we've kind of run out of things I think we're with i don't know brian you got anything left in the in in the barrel 
Oh, we lost some money on this. Yeah, a little okay. bit. Yeah, no, I don't know. You keep on saying this is some kind of fucking cult hit. What I've never seen it or had any notion of telling of people telling me to see it. I knew it existed, but I I don't know. I put it in the same category as Braveheart. You know, it's like I know there's a dragon. You know what it was? I was confusing this with was um. Dragon oh, what's Dragon Heart? But there was another. Um, there's another Dragon, dragon Slayer. It, it is a 1980-something anime. And that's what I started watching. Yes, there's that. <laughs> and there's, um, oh, what was that one of the 90s? Uh, the 90s cartoon series with the wizard kid and stuff like that. Like before Mighty Max and stuff. This is Dungeons and Dragons? No, not not that horrible fucking cartoon. <laughs> I love that cartoon. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I just know it existed because it was on a commercial with a reboot back in the day of the talking TV. But when you yeah. can go outside and play and stuff concerned children's advertisers, like 93. Okay, yeah. anyway. Um movie it's, tv show in the 90s with a wizard yeah like it um he no um what was that other f- there was a disney movie uh Eat like the, the black cauldron sort of time the dragon sword in the stone sword in the stone i think is what i'm thinking towards but yeah. i swear there was a series for it. it was like a time of a whole bunch of dragon movies so i'm like okay maybe it's just something deadly the dragon oh god He's dragon Dudley the Dragon was Canadian, actually. Oh. Canadian series. In fact, uh, Mr. Krabby Tree is uh, on Red Green often. Huh. Yeah, there's a lot of Canadian nostalgia in those shows. It'll yeah. ruin it for you. Anyway, okay. <laughs> but So, I, I agree with Brian. Before Jeff put this movie forward... By the way, this is a Jeff pick. 100%. Jeff, do you want to clarify why this was a pick? Yeah. My pick? I've always heard... I've always had a bit of a soft spot for dragon movies. Okay. I've always had... This movie on my list, I'm thinking it's always been one of those movies that I've seen reviews about, seen the list of top number dragons and Vermithrat's pejorative. It's always on those lists. And then it's like, I need to see this movie because everyone references it. Everyone knows something about it and it seems. Okay, so you put it on there because you and wanted to watch it, not because you were trying to convince us that it's a good film. No, I thought it would be an interesting film that has a lot of back history in it and it's a lot of like origin stories of what happens in modern cinema good okay. i'm glad i'm glad you did because i'll tell you i would have fucking shut this off within six minutes oh 100 yeah, forcing if I didn't me to... to get it through actually got to the good portion of the movie yeah 100 if i didn't have to watch this for this i would have turned this off in 15 minutes it's like yeah. the, it's like the desolation of smog the the second hobbit movie there nothing goes on for the first bit you're like um okay okay and you're just waiting the whole time for smog to show up and then it's like five minutes of him. Yeah, but you know what? It was worth it for the wait. Mm-hmm. That little part was actually really, really good. With this one, yeah, the dragon parts were fucking fantastic. But the movie started out weak, uh, didn't explain any fucking backstory, and I was about ready to walk away like an hour and 20 minutes in. But then it gets good. It gets good, and then it gets bad because I figured, oh, hey, he's going to you know dagger the dragon and will be done. Dragon's still alive. Off. Oh, Fuck, I got another 30 minutes to go. <laughs> yeah. But it's actually a good 30 minutes. Like, um, so sorry. I don't know. Kinda... I wish he'd killed it in the cave because I found that final battle with, like, the sorcerer to be kind of shitty. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. Do you want to like... talk about the part that was in, uh, during an eclipse? And then afterwards, there it's sunny. <laughs> yeah. The eclipse in the mood because the dragon They did coming. build up to that. They teased about it at one point. But that at least they didn't just drop into it like, oh my god. It's I'm pretty sure the sorcerer near the beginning made a mention that he would have to do battle with the dragon at a certain point. Maybe, yeah. the, maybe but like the eclipse was the summit. I don't know. How did he come back? I, I didn't really... Wasn't really uh, his ashes were poured in a lake of fire. 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, because the, the, the fire went out at that point or whatever. Yeah. And that's where he came back because mm-hmm. his soul is tied to the soul of the dragon or something. I'm thinking. If there were no sorcerers, there would be no dragons. That never really got explained. I think that's where it comes in is that the novellas actually go into the sorcerers actually developed the dragons. Hmm. That they're tied together. So if there were no sorcerers, there were no dragons. Because they're tied intrinsically. You're a horcrux, Harry. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty much. I yeah. Mean, it, there were so many things that were just not detailed, right? You know, yeah, exactly. It could have been okay, but, you know, it's one of those, uh, you know, you should have understood what was going on. Good example, out this week or this past week, this will date us a little bit, the Warcraft movie. It came out and it had the shittiest fucking reviews I've ever seen here. Because apparently you have to know the story of what's going on. That's the thing. The score has jumped like 10 to 15% across two weeks and people are saying... There's a website you can go and read a lot of the Warcraft lore, and once you're caught up on that, it's an excellent film. Yeah, because you have to know a little bit of the backstory of what. The Not Warcraft a little is bit. In. You need to know a fair amount. I mean, I've been. No, yeah, like, that. I played Warcraft since Warcraft Orcs versus Humans, right? Yeah, like. And Warcraft, Warcraft 2 and Tide of Darkness and Beyond the Dark Portal. Warcraft 3, I played the shit out of. Yeah, I, I never played got all into those. War. Uh, wow. Yeah, I never got into WoW. I, I just played all because Warcraft it was that. cost prohibitive at the time for me, and now I look back and I'm like, this is age and stuff, but the universe has grown so exponentially. And this film, which is actually based off the concept of the first game, still has to have the knowledge of the whole universe. Yeah. Mm. Which, back when that game came out, there was no universe. It was orcs versus humans. Orcs fucking hate humans. Yeah. Humans don't like orcs. This summer. (laughs) Ah, baram you. Baram you. Ah. All right, all right. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of sad because... There were a lot of things that were done so well on the, you know, if you put into the concept of, say, Jurassic Park, which is a good example of where there are technical feats in there, it was strong because it was based off a Michael Crichton book with a lot of the Michael Crichton stripped out because it was very, very detailed. Michael Crichton does. Have you ever actually read a Michael Crichton book? Absolutely. I love them. I love their books. I I love his books. I love his intros. I love his storylines. I love his climaxes. He can't write a fucking ending to save his life. No, he can't. But the thing is, is his technical details, whether it's bullshit, pseudoscience or not. There's always is, one piece of really intricate science. In it books. is, always. And, you know, it's to the point where if you ever read his books, halfway through, all of a sudden there starts becoming charts on the page, right? There's actual graphs of information for you to read through. It was really well done. And You would. Well, and even, like, Jurassic Park, there was... Sorry. A... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like... It's a little bit of science to make a validity of the, of what he's doing in this book. Are we like, talking about suspension of disbelief? No, no, like, it's, <laughs> when he brings in the movie, like, uh, what's it called, Timeline, he actually goes in and it's like, this is the science that actually bases time travel. Oh, that was so shitty. It's but like... it actually is real physics, where they actually prove Now, this I don't is... understand a whole lot about quantum mechanics. But, like, but... they show... <laughs> what they're yeah. showing is what they call quantum entanglement by saying two particles can be separated and still have intrinsic link to them, which, when they they theorize that there's a way to use that to get into time travel and back backdate these particles doing that. Dude, all you need but, is a DeLorean. But, right, yeah. Tony, yeah. But here's, here's what I'm trying to get at, okay? That's Michael Crichton... Hitler. There have been two... Films in particular of Michael Crichton's, you know, I've loved Jurassic Park, which is mainstream. Yeah. And then they attempted to make a film of the Andromeda Strain, 
Which and was? it was terrible. And oh, because, the TV miniseries is way better. Oh, is it? Okay. Because the film, same thing. They have really detailed information. Like, half of reading the Andromeda Strain is reading behind the science of it. And spoiler alert, the Andromeda Strain, <laughs> it's basically like this whole town dies except for an old man and a child. And they're trying to figure out what it is. And at the very end, it's like, oh, it's airborne, but it evolved to not hurt humans. Like, there was no fucking solution, right? But the interesting part was reading through the science of the whole thing. You couldn't translate that into a film. No. Mm-hmm. This was a clusterfuck of something of, hey, here's this great medieval adventure that lost its way and took out too many details, and they couldn't pull it together. I mean, even just the ending of it. I, I don't know... I don't know too many movies from this era, but you know, they the movie kind of all it like kind this. of felt like a Disney live action movie. I mean, one of the great examples of Disney movies at that time is Flight of the Navigator. I think that came out eighty four, a bit later on. I don't know that one. We'll we'll be talking about Flight of the Navigator at some point because that's one of my favorites. But um, I think Black Cauldron's right around this era as well, possibly. But that was animated, was it not? Yes. Yes. So for live action films, this movie at the very end when it popped up with the film title and the. Uh, whatever the date code and all that stuff like that i felt like it was like a 1960s movie it didn't really fit with the era that they were trying to release it but it starts off with uh animation techniques of stop motion animation and all that stuff that i would pit in with disney's dinosaurs of the 90s <laughs> right it kind of gave you that tone and feel of it but, think... but then it kind of reverts time frame wise and starts feeling like an older and older producer yeah it movie. does even the music at the closing okay that that's what pissed me off the most was the fucking ending of this movie when Peter McNichol laughs and stuff like that. It's like, okay, that's a terrible laugh. And starts playing this goofy music that sounds like it's right over 1960s Batman. <laughs> and then it goes to a, cl- a closing text that looks like 1960s Batman. Like, what are they... What's going on here? Do they film the ending like 10 years prior and said, <laughs> hey, let's make a movie out of this? <laughs> was there really just one director on this? Uh, yeah. yeah one director like and two studios. Yeah, you can tell that it had it, it got Two pulled. Studios, yeah. The thing is, though, is there's not very much information on it out there. I mean, Disney has released it under the Walt Disney branding, you know, noticeably. Yeah, I I don't know. I I wanted to like this movie, but it okay. just didn't give me enough to like. So it. then, what's your rating? Since, oh man, since Jeff yeah. tried to introduce it, and you just fucking did that right there. What's your goddamn fucking rating? Yeah, well, oh my god, you know. I don't think I could actually encourage anybody to watch this unless they want to do it to get it out of their fucking system. Okay. Seriously, I I, I don't know. I, I don't want to rate it too low, but I want to rate it very high either. <laughs> well, I definitely, it's not going very high. So I would have to give this, I'm going to give this actually a generous two out of five. Okay. I would say never spend a dime acquiring this, but if you come across it, give it a watch. Just don't expect much. All right, Sonny. I would give it a dead princess out of a squirrel. <laughs> All right, so what that what's that quantify to? What's a dead princess out of a squirrel equal? Oh, my squirrel. A hucker and a turd? Um, I think I would give it a six out of two pie. So That's a pretty out, high rating. That's like six, six out, out of six point six. Six out of three pie. Six point of two eight. Six out of three pie. Okay, six. So, so that's about, 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 about a, a th- Two and a half? Yeah. I would not spend any fire breath on it, but I would probably consume some garlic before sitting down and watching the film. So so you can produce as much gas as this film did? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's how you start fire, sonny boy. Yeah. <laughs> so true. wait, what's that quantify to you? Three. Three? So yeah. he's got, giving it a three? Both that, yep. All right. So, Tony, how would you rate this? Actually, it's your movie that you put forward. So I, before I give mine, I want to know yours. Personally? Did it I live did, up to expectations? Didn't live up to the expectations that I kind of figured it would. I thought this movie would be one of those movies where I'm like, this would be my nostalgia movie that I missed on. That's what I was kind of thinking it might be. Okay. It didn't live up to that. Okay. But I still think that this movie has, it makes me think back to that time period where there's a lot of things that are missing, but I would still give it, I'm torn between the three and a half and a four mark because it has so many of those origin points that those tropes be in that they actually bring these and it's a history point it's almost like going back to Creature from Black Lagoon where that's where a lot of the history from the horror films is brought in those monster movies I think this is a history point for fantasy dragon movies congratulations I was not expecting that from you not at all I am actually quite amazed you gave it such a high score. So what'd you give it? Sorry, I missed you that. You gave it a four out of five. I think you gave it a five. four out of five. He was giving such an explanation. I'm like following along. And then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, I wouldn't give it that. I'm like, wait, I missed the number? How did I miss the number? Yeah, he kind of slipped it in there because he was struggling between a 3.5 and, and a four. And actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really amazed that you gave okay. it a high. That's interesting. I think that the movie actually brings in a lot of things that just for the history of this movie and for how it brings things in and the development of it. Yeah. The exposition at the beginning. If you don't the way that I like this movie is I had to believe everything they said and watch the first 30 minutes fairly intently to understand everything that was going on okay. so that I could actually follow it. Okay. If Without that, it kind of falls apart. So be prepared to suspend your disbelief. I yes, think you have to have a little bit of suspension of disbelief in this movie. In- That's why I would go with the four, no higher. It doesn't rate. It doesn't live up to what the expectation I was hoping for. Incredible. So we have a two, a three, and a four. Tony, are we going for a five or a one? (laughs) (laughs) 1.5. You (laughs) son of a bitch! I broke it! (laughs) You broke the system! Uh, I gotta give it a 1.5. I gotta give it one point for the amazing puppetry of the dragon. I gotta give it a point five of a... Nah. Half a rack? (laughs) (laughs) Point five because there's half a titty. Um... No, I actually had a point five, and why it has a, oh the point five is because of how much me and Brian laughed while watching it. Yeah, like I, like I that I've got, was so much fun. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a two because it's got a half a tit. Okay, <laughs> so, so two because t- it's got a half a boob and it's a Disney film, <laughs> it gets an extra point five from me. Again, so the boob pulls up the score. So <laughs> all in all, with everything in, it's an eleven out of twenty, which is fifty five. I can agree with that, actually. Which is not far off from the public opinion of this movie. Well, public opinion actually scaled this at about 85%, but because critics the history, yeah. dropped it down to about 60%. Yeah. So that that's interesting, yeah. I mean, maybe it's just a different generation gap. Who knows? Yeah, I think that the movie, if you take it for what it is, it has <laughs> lots and lots and lots of flaws. But And that's has... why I can't give it any higher than a 2. Yeah. like And giving it a 2 is generous because it gave me a boob. Ah. Uh, a very unexpected a very boob. surprising boob it was a surprise boob that snuck up on me and we were uh, surprised at that point already just we didn't see the ball at first okay we weren't looking for it we just saw 
Peter McNichols' ass. I yelled bum, and then all of a sudden I yelled boop. And that's exactly what happened. It it pretty much went down like it did and knocked up when Uh, they're doing research in movies. Like, we were were not expecting this. I mean, this movie's not even rated 14A. It was like PG. PG. Not even PG-13. It's PG. Yeah, wow. And there's a ball and a tit and gore. Full, full frontal male nudity. Yeah, and, and you know what? We ever. expected it to be a children's movie because there was no gore when the wizard first died, if you notice. Yes. But yeah. then after that, it got progressively more gory. Yes. <laughs> Paramount so, took over and Disney backed yeah. off. So I, I'm amazed. I mean, I'm actually amazed we even made it through this movie, to be honest. I mean, we've seen worse. We, we just yes. did I Know Who Killed Me. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't remind me of that movie. <laughs> that movie almost killed me. What do you think, Darth Vader? Yeah. Yes? Yes, you that movie. You will meet your destiny. Ah, eh, crap. Whatever. <laughs> Doesn't work. Anyways. Is this from Disney, I hear? Hmm? Yeah. Oh. Anyways, I'd like to thank our guests for coming on. Our lovely sound guy, Brian. Why, thank you. I'd I'm love not to... going anywhere. I'd <laughs> love to give a uh, special thanks to Grandpa Muffin for his rating, uh, Sunny Muffin for showing up, and Steve Muffin for bringing. So, uh, thank you, Schizophrenic Muffin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this chocolate's holy balls this has been another episode yeah. of flicks x-ray i'm your host tony i'm your host jeff have a good night internet night internet check us out next week and you can blow me as we watch the love guru Hey guys, if you liked what you heard, subscribe to us on Google Play and iTunes.